0: Uh, today i'll be reading from john 12 uh, verses 12 to 26 the next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that jesus was coming to jerusalem so they took the branches of palm trees and went out to meet him crying out hosanna blessed he is he who comes in the name of the lord even the king of israel And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they had heard he had done a sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am there will my my servant be also if anyone serves me the father will honor him this is the word of the lord
1: good morning church this was it was so beautiful to see our kids singing and uh, telling us the bible verses that they memorized during that week and i was a witness of what the lord was doing during this time uh, was noisy a lot of a lot of screaming a lot of joy uh, but it's worth it that uh, we use this space to bring the gospel to our kids so let's start this morning with a word of prayer amen heavenly father this is your word You gave it for our edification. You gave it for our correction. You gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it so that we can understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. By your spirit, make your word do all these things for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Imagine you are sitting in a theater, eagerly awaiting to start of an epic movie, an adventure movie, maybe Mission Impossible 11. The lights dim and the screen comes to life, and the story begins with a mysterious phrase, whisper by the main character the hour the hour you are hooked hooked and curious about its meaning but the movie keeps you guessing until the very end imagine that in the gospel of john jesus frequently uses the phrase the hour or is or it is used in reference to him the first time jesus used this phrase was at the wedding in cana when he told his mother mary woman woman what does this have to do with me my hour has not yet come you remember what happened there right Mary was asking Jesus to transform or to convert the water into wine, and Jesus told her, Woman, my hour has not yet come. However, it's clear that Jesus is not referring to a literal 60-minute period. So, what does the hour mean in this context? And to answer this question... Let, let's examine some other examples of Jesus using this same phrase. In John 7, 4, Jesus' brother urged him to go to Jerusalem to gain fame and glory at the Feast of Tabernacles after feeding 5,000 people. But Jesus replied, My time, my hour has not yet come later when the religious leaders attempt to arrest jesus in john chapter 7 verse 30 he john explains us that no one laid hands on him because his hour has not yet come and finally when the religious leaders wanted to seize Jesus after he forgave the woman caught in adultery, John chapter eight verse twenty states that no one again arrest him because his hour has had not yet come. However. However, in John chapter 12 verse 23 the, the scripture the passage we just read Jesus told his followers the hour the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. So why is Jesus using This term, now, in the present tense. Well, a Bible commentator explains it this way. The hour is the designated time, the season in which the Lord Jesus entered the valley of most intense suffering, followed by just and by the just and promised reward, the resurrection, the ascension, and the coronation in heaven. In the Gospel of John, Jesus' hour is the time of his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his ascension to heaven to be crowned King of kings and Lord of of lords, so understanding this, let us examine our passage for today. Before the triumphal entry, Jesus performed a miraculous sign that deeply impacted the people. In John 11, in chapter, in the beginning of chapter 12, if you remember last week we see Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And that was an extraordinary display of Jesus' power. But this event created an immense buzz, buzz among the people. And the news of Lazarus' resurrection spread like a wildfire. Many had witnessed or heard about this miracle and it inflamed the people's heart. So excitement and anticipation filled the city of Jerusalem as the news spread and pilgrims from different parts of of the region flocked to celebrate the Passover festivity, an important Jewish celebration. So the crowd eagerly awaited the arrival of Jesus to Jerusalem. The miracle worker who had brought Lazarus back to life is coming to town. Imagine the famous guy who raised Lazarus is coming to Halifax. And he's going to be in the Highway 101. He's going to cross in Exit Zero to Joseph Howe. So, what you will be doing, eh? Imagine that. And the people knew that Jesus was not an ordinary man. John. Chapter 12, verse 18, says that the reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he has done this sign. The reason why everybody, everybody was so expectant was because they knew that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And so, with all eyes fixed on him, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to fulfill his promise, to fulfill his purpose. The hour has come. The hour has come for Jesus to die for the sins of humanity. The true Passover lamb was about to be sacrificed. Four or five days later, Jesus was going to be on the cross. And his blood would be the ultimate payment for our salvation. Jesus, the ultimate hero, kids. Jesus, as the ultimate hero would save us from the consequences of sin and would offer us forgiveness and eternal life. That was the hour that John and Jesus are talking about since the beginning of the Gospel of John. And this event, we would forever alter the course of history. And so as Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, the crowds gather and recognize him. The people saw the perfect opportunity to welcome Jesus as the king and as the expected Messiah. These must be the man. These must be the Messiah. Look and see the wonders and the signs that Jesus is doing. He is the king. And so Jesus arrived in Jerusalem. The crowds gather and recognize him and filled with excitement and hope. They greet him with shouts of joy, waving palm branches and lying their clothes on the road. And they sang, Hosanna. Hosanna. Do you know what is the meaning of Hosanna? Save us. We pray. Save us now. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And notice what is the next part of this verse. Even, even the king of Israel. So imagine Jesus coming to Jerusalem, riding a donkey in verse 14, fulfilling the prophecy that we found in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt. This symbolism would have been apparent to all who observe it. Donkeys are not war horses. It was very humbling. Imagine Jesus on a donkey with with his knees. Trying not to reach the floor, the the soil where he was, the road where he was walking, where the donkey was walking. And the people saying, Hosanna, save us! And the prophecy of Zechariah himself makes this metaphor very explicit the king would be lowly and riding on a donkey. Jesus was coming as a king of peace and not as a conqueror-warrior. But even though he was not demanding worship, people were were screaming, were rejoicing. The disciples were full of excitement. I can imagine his family, Jesus' brother, saying, he is the king. Now, people's expectations were a bit confused. Because they wanted a political and military Messiah. They saw Jesus as their earthly Savior. Save us, we pray. However, their understanding was limited to an earthly, earthly perspective. They looked for a political leader who would overthrow Roman rule, but Jesus offered them an eternal spiritual kingdom to overthrow sin's control. Have you ever considered how many times Jesus surpassed people's expectations? For instance, for instance, when a paralytic came for, for healing to Jesus, Jesus not only healed him but also forgave his sins. Similarly, when the disciples were out fishing one day, the unexpectedly Jesus found them and presented himself to them as their Lord and Savior. And when a widow was grieving over the loss of her son, Jesus brought him back to life. He was exceedingly surpassing people's expectations. And when the disciples saw that there was enough food to feed the crowd, Jesus used a small meal to miraculously, miraculously feed the thousands with leftovers to spare exceeding expectations jesus consistently goes above and beyond what we may expect providing us with more than we thought possible This is the Savior. This is the King that God was providing for all of us. But notice in our scripture reading... The disciples did not fully comprehend the profound significance of the hour. In verse 16, John explains his disciples, read with me in verse 16, it says, His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. Even the disciples were still grappling with the depth of Jesus' identity and the meaning behind his declaration that the hour had come. And in the midst of this enthusiastic crowd some Greeks probably these Greeks were Gentiles converted to Judaism some Greeks had come to worship to pass over and they approached Philip and said in verse 21 sir Philip You have a Greek name? Philip is a Greek name? They were very smart. Let's find someone with a Greek name and we are going to ask him to present us Jesus. Sir, we wished to see Jesus. This phrase means this phrase meant that they were interested in having a formal conversation with jesus in order to become his disciples their desire was not merely to satisfy their curiosity about meeting a renowned figure or a superstar but to establish a profound He shared disciple relationship with Jesus. They were asking to Philip, we need to talk to this man. We want to become his disciples. And no wonder in verse 19 we read that the Pharisees and the the, the religious leaders were so worried that at the end of that verse it says, "We we need to do something. The Jews are saying Hosanna to this man. And now the Greeks are coming to this man as well. The whole world has gone after him. Something is happening here. And it was then that Jesus told in verses 23 and 24, 24, Read it with me. Notice what he's saying. Jesus to his disciples, to the followers, and to the Greek that were in the crowd. In verse 23 and 24. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now we can clearly understand what Jesus was talking about, right? He said that the Greeks and many other nations couldn't come to him if he do not die first a bible commentator says there is only one way by which we may see jesus there is only one way that we may know jesus follow Jesus and to become a disciple a disciple of Jesus and the only way is through the hour the only way that we can see Jesus is through the hour is through his death on the cross that we can receive forgiveness of sin. It is through his payment for our rebellions that we have free access to a relationship with the Father. And it is through his resurrection and ascension to heaven that we have a secure place in eternal end, in eternal salvation. In God's family, it's only through the cross. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, To all those who believe in Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. Just as the grain of wheat must fall into the earth and die to produce a bountiful harvest, Jesus' death and resurrection brought much fruit. The salvation and redemption of countless souls like you and me is because Jesus died on the cross. Because of this in the family of God there is no more difference between race and nationality social status or education male or female we all are one in Jesus Christ but started because the grain go into the soil and die and after that brought much fruit The book of Revelation gives us a beautiful picture when it says that on the final day, before the throne and before the Lamb who was slain, there will be people from every nation, from every tribe, people from different languages, and all will be together before the Lamb of God who will reign forever. And that's what Jesus said to these Greeks and to all the people who are following. I need to die first. And in verse 25, Jesus imparts a crucial lesson and says in the, verse 25, those who hold on their lives will lose them. But those who let go of their lives in this world will keep them for eternal for eternal life jesus urges his disciples to live with selflessness and willingness to sacrifice their lives for the sake of the gospel for the sake of this message those who seek salvation must be ready to give up their life if necessary and bury their love for worldly riches, honor, pleasure, and rewards. In our verse that we just read this morning, closes saying in verse 26, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will be my servant. There will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Do you hear that? Do you remember how God honored his son who died on the cross? It is going to receive you and I who serve the Lord will be received honor from the Father as well. Let me close with some practical applications that I want, to, I want to share with you. Number one, as believers in Jesus, we should always remember that his sacrificial death on the cross is the foundation of our faith. We must continue to spread the message of the cross. We should resist the temptation to offer superficial attraction such as entertainment or prosperity and instead prioritize sharing the message of the cross and nothing more. We do not have... Anything else to offer, or we don't have the authorization to offer anything else than the cross of Christ. Number two, Jesus surrendered his life on the cross for the sake of many, and we are called to follow his example. We should not prioritize our own ambitions, desires, or worldly pursuit, but rather be willing to give up our lives for the advancement of the kingdom. And lastly, and I love this, beauty, this part, Jesus welcomed people from all nations. And as his followers, we should do the same Regardless regardless of their background, race or culture, we should embrace and welcome everyone with open arms. Let us not allow cultural barriers or prejudices to hinder us from sharing the love of Christ with others. Look around just in this place we are from different nationalities different languages did you notice that? but we are here together because of the Lamb of God because Jesus was faithful to fulfill the hour let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you for your word and the profound truth that it reveals to us. We pray, Lord, that your word will take root in our hearts and that will transform us into vessels of your love and grace. Help us, Lord, to sing together to you, to shout praises to you, recognizing the wonderful world of Jesus in the cross. Amen. Let us stand and let's sing together this very well-known song. It says, shout to the Lord all the earth. Let's sing together. And that beautiful song says, My Jesus, my Savior, there is none like you. With all of my heart, with all of my days, I want to praise you. I want to praise the wonders of your mighty, mighty love. Amen. Let's sing together.